there's a really nice uh, uh, character moment in this film where um, your character, Mr. Glover Murtaugh, deals, has a relationship with a, a Chinese uh, immigrant family that was taken in the country as part of like a, an Asian slave trade. And he says, my fam-, he, he says, uh, my family was slaves, and now your family is slaves, and I can keep you free by keeping you in my house illegally. Yes, that that's a, that accent's a bit derogatory. I would appreciate it if you didn't try to do my line. After the credits roll, there's always more to tell. Especially when the video sales are doing really well. From shock treatment to Jason X to Police Academy 6. This is Sequel Cast. And they are unsurpassed at following a franchise until the better the theme song to the sequel cast is performed and written by Mark with the Sea. Check out his latest album, Motherfuckers Be Bullshitting, at markwithacee.bandcamp.com. Now we return you to the sequel cast. Lost my mother's phone. Took you two hours to make a damn long distance call. Five. Oh, I messed up. Hang up. Gotta do it again. Five. I never lost my Sports Illustrated swimsuit phone. And how about the fucking scanners? These idiots, they get your phone number and then they make calls all over the world. Somebody took my number. They called Afghanistan. Afghanistan. I don't know nobody in Afghanistan. I don't know what fucking Afghanistan looked like. And even if I did, I would not talk to that Afghan ass for three hours. I won't talk to my daddy for three hours. They fuck you, they fuck you, they fuck you with the cell phones. Hey, you know what happens when you go to a drive-thru? They get ready. Hold on, hold on. Why am I talking? Hello and welcome to the sequel cast. The sequel cast is a show that talks about movies in a franchise, one film at a time. Uh, I'm your host, Matt. Uh, we're rounding out our discussion of the Lethal Weapon quadrilogy with Lethal Weapon 4, a film released in 1998, directed by Richard Donner. Uh, Dick Donner directed all four Lethal Weapon films. Screenplay by Channing Gibson, based on a story by Jonathan Lumpkin, Alfred Gell, and Miles Millar, based on characters by Shane Black. In addition to the usual Lethal Weapon crew, this one features Chris Rock and Jet Li as the bad guy. Uh, like I said, this came out in 1998, and on a budget of $100 million, grossed to $285 million. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if that's domestic or worldwide, but regardless, it did very well for, its, for itself. Uh, with me is Thrasher. Hey, and I just want to let you know that Dick Donner is my new DJ pseudonym. Hey, it's Dick Donner here at WKBBL. We got the traffic report coming, but first we have the International Fart Chorus. Good entertain us. Uh, 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 go ahead, Paul. <laughs> that is what American radio is like from 7 in the morning till about 10. But we've talked about three minutes now, so we've got to go to 30 minutes of commercials. And uh, before we go into commercials, I'm going to go in a 10-minute impromptu comedy bit about uh, how, I, how I use uh, X-Lax at home. You know, when, I, when I'm a guy, I don't like eating salads, but I like using X-Lax to, uh, to help feel uh, regular. Uh, but hey, our seventh caller, we're going to get hooked up with those tickets to that Limbiscuit show down at the amphitheater. He did it all for the, uh, for the Nookie, but we know you listeners all do it for WFUK-FM. Uh, um, okay. 
So, also with this as a guest on the sequel cast, which is a show about movies, believe it or not, is uh, Mr. Danny Glover himself. Uh, Danny, how you doing? Or, sorry, Mr. Glover. Yes, this is Danny Glover. Very, very good, Mr. Glover. You're, you're eating uh, dinner, I understand. Ah, uh, yes. I'm out with my lovely wife. Come uh, here. <laughs> Uh, what are you eating, Mr. Glover? Uh, I'm having a steak. A steak? Oh, oh very good. Is it, uh, is, is it juicy? Is it red in the middle? Or is it sort of black, charred, charred all over? Oh, charred all over. You like, like your steak like, like your women, I understand. I, I don't understand. I don't either. Okay. You know, I like my women like I like my steak. Pink in the middle. Oh. Hot outside, pink in the middle. Awful. Okay, Lethal Weapon Four. Um, my very smothered first. In onions. <laughs> smothered in onions. Smothered in onions. That's how I'm you make sorry. Them. I'm sorry. I couldn't be on for the first Lethal Weapon. Uh, I understand that you have uh, watched you. You watched all the movies. Uh, yes, yeah, yes, sir. On the sequel cast, we watch uh, movies in a franchise, one film at a time. We have a website, sequelcast.com. Um, Which is read- your favorite? Uh, favorite. Uh, we'll save that for the end about what our favorite lethal weapon is, but um, you know, well, I was in all movie. four movies. You you were, and you also were in Saw One, uh, Mr. Glover. That, that's true. Do we want to go through my entire IMDb? Uh, and, no, but I mean, you've been in a lot of stuff. Like Color Purple was a big early thing in your career. Uh, I got. I was, that was Best Picture nominee. For for what? Uh, Color purple. Uh, color purple. Yeah. Right. Spielberg. Steven. Steven. Good friend. Yep. That's why he. I was also in Witness. Oh, that's right. With uh, Harrison Ford. Very good picture. I've uh, I've never seen it myself, but I understand it's a good film. I should clarify. Uh, so, Lethal Weapon Four came out in 1998, and uh, my very first job, I worked in a movie theater in 1998. This summer, when this came out, so I, I distinctly remember. Uh, it was really popular at the theater I was at. And uh, a bunch of high school kids tried to sneak in. And even though I was high school age myself, I don't even think I was 17 at the... No, I think you had to be 17 to work at this theater. But uh, I, I was not letting people get into the R-rated movie because I was an asshole, I guess. Because um, you're supposed to let everyone sneak into R-rated oh, movies. No. You were right. There's a lot of objectionable uh, language... Not yeah, explosions. Yeah, when uh, Chris Rock in this film, he has quite a dirty mouth. Yeah, but the mouth no more dirty than you'll find in any high school, ladies. No, but it, the language is comparatively worse in this one than the other Lethal Weapons. Um, I mean, I, I'm not offended by that stuff, but so so Lethal Weapon Four, big film. Uh, the first thing I notice about this is Mel Gibson doesn't have the mullet. And uh, he looks a lot older than Lethal Weapon 3. Well, we're, we're both very old, and um, in the movie, we're becoming captains. That's right. Now, you don't want a captain with a mullet. No, you don't want a captain with a mullet. And also, at the time this came out, 98, mullets weren't in style. It wasn't the 80s, late 80s, <laughs> early 90s anymore. Mullets were never in style. Mm, depends on where you go in the, in the United States. But you have to remember, Mel Gibson was a sex symbol at the time. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, I think this was before Patriot, or maybe around that time. And um, oh, this is this is long. I, I, I think you're wrong. 
Is it? It's before the Patriot, and then it's long uh, before the Patriot. It's before Patriot the Patriot. Too, like, it's just before uh, Braveheart. Now, now I wasn't. This is after Braveheart. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was thinking Lethal Weapon Three. Yeah, after Braveheart, before the Patriot. Um, but no, Bill Gibson still had juice, as they say. I said juice. I want to clarify that. Oh dear. That's a. Uh, anyway. So, I mean, the first time I saw Lethal Weapon 4, I really enjoyed it, but I'd, I had only ever really seen the first one uh, when I was, like, in high school. So I didn't really have the connection with the whole series. To me, Leo Getz was a new character. Because this Lethal Weapon 4 is my first Lethal Weapon sequel I saw at the time. So, uh, Thrasher, what are memories you have of watching Lethal Weapon 4 on HBO? Uh, I remember I remember watching it uh, with my father on cable when it had first come on cable and being... Uh, being... We're actually being delighted to to see uh, uh, Chris Rock in a movie. Chris Rock wasn't a, really a bankable star at this point, but I'd been a big, pretty big fan of Chris Rock from uh, from Saturday Night Live, which I think he he had only recently left. He was on SNL briefly and then left to go to In Living Color. Uh, no, no, he no? he was on SNL. He was on SNL for a number of years. He did he did do some guest spots on The Living Color, but he was never a cast member. In fact, the only thing he ever did on The Living Color was his uh, was his his cheap character, the guy who would come in ask for ask how much something was, like some banal item, like you know how much is a is a can of Sprite. He would be told seventy three cents, and he'd be seventy three cents. Good lord, that's a lot of money. And would try to argue him down in these weird ways. Uh, Mr. Glover, what are what do you memories do you have of Lethal Weapon Four? It was we almost didn't make the movie. Oh yeah, because you were uh, prostate. I wasn't sure if I wanted to come back. I'd I'd rather not talk about that. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, both me and uh, me, me and Mel. We weren't sure if we wanted to come back to do another movie. Well, you know, it is something, because, uh, I mean, this one uh, came out six years after Lethal Weapon 3. That's a pretty big gap compared to the, like, two or three years between the other ones. And um, But you know what? Richard, uh, no, Richard Donna, Richard Donna came to me and said, getting the band back together. And I was hmm. like, okay. And then he said, we're going to fight Jet Li. And I said, I'm in. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because originally, you know who they wanted to cast as the villain? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. That's right, Thrasher. Mm-hmm. They wanted to cast Jackie Chan, and Jackie Chan, uh, you know, said, "No, thank you. I, ah, I don't. I see, don't play bad guys." But Jackie Chan, yeah, Jackie Chan. He he looks too friendly. He can't do like yeah. a mean face. No, <laughs> Jet Li can do a mean face. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, a very smart thing they do in this film is they don't have Jet Li talk a lot. Because his English wasn't very good at the time. They still don't have him talk very much in movies. Because um, it just makes him sound less menacing, I guess, when he's talking English for some reason. And I'm not sure why that is. Um, well, he's always had he's always had an accent, but I think I think yes. that's inescapable. You know? Yeah, but it's a much thicker accent than, than Jackie Chan's. And, uh, you know, J- Jet Li uh, is a good actor. But, you know, speaking dialogue isn't one of his strong points. He can do a lot with a look, with a glare, with an angry face. Um, oh, were you a fan of Jet Li, Mr. Glover? I hadn't really seen a lot of things that he was in. But, uh, 
Richard, he, he sent me some film, and I saw some of these movies that Jet Li had made in uh, Japan. And I, I, was, I was amazed. And I was like, well, he's going to do all of his own stunts, right? And I got to do stunts with him. I was on top of a roof. That's right. We fought him. And, of course, <laughs> when, we were, when we were doing the movie, we were all attached with wires. Even Jet Li, which, again, nothing against the man. But I had seen these films. But, I mean, like, just throughout the movie, you were wearing wires, like the scene where, where you and Gibson get promoted, you were still wearing the wires in that scene? Yes, yes. As we promoted to uh, Captain, I was wearing uh, a full harness underneath uh, my clothes. So when you do that saluting thing, are you guys actually saluting, or is that part of the wire work? Uh, no, that, that was me. And uh, an interesting thing about Jet Lee is, uh, like you said, Mr. Glover, he was not really well known to American audiences at the time. So, I mean, to have your big American debut be a massive franchise summer blockbuster like Lethal Weapon 4 is a, is a pretty big deal. But I remember at the time, uh, people thought that Jet Li was like a young man in his 20s, but he was actually in like his mid-30s at the time. He just has a very uh, youthful face, youthful disposition. He was, um, he was very respectful, too. Uh, you know, with all the, the quasi-racist dialogue about flying lice... Yeah, uh, in oh, the film? yeah. When we were when we were Uncle Benny's. Uncle Benny, right. Um, I think before we get into the movie, I found the beginning of this one to just go on forever before it got to the main plot. Because you, you get a big sequence with uh, <laughs> Mel Gibson and uh, and you, Mr. Glover, you know, we're against this flamethrower dude at a gas station, and um, ha, ha, you got to run out. Fun to shoot. You got to run out in your underwear, acting like a chicken to distract him. And it almost reminded me of something on a RoboCop, because you got this guy in this big pseudo-futuristic outfit flaming things down. You're not introduced as to why this happened. You're kind of tossed in the middle of the scene. Um, as is kind of... It was just armor. It wasn't, it wasn't... He was no sci-fi robot. No sci-fi... Well, he looks a bit like a sci-fi robot to me. I don't know. I think... Well, actually, like, when I said, when I said that scene... It he, he reminds me like he's like a sort of one of those like C level or third tier Batman villains. Yeah, like so some some guy who's obsessed with fire who straps on a flame retardant suit and makes an improvised flamethrower. You know, like we, we call like burn down. I guess would be what he'd be called in the Batman universe. You know, I almost played Batman. Really? In which film? In the one about Kilmer uh, got the role. Oh, that would have been something very special indeed. I would have liked to see that. Uh, did you know when they originally were casting the Michael Keaton Batman, uh, they were thinking because of the campy tone of the Adam West show to do a to do a comedic movie that would have starred Bill Murray as Batman and Eddie Murphy as Robin. But um, I could see it. Yeah, uh, around the early '90s, that could have been uh, another take on there, but they did not uh. do that. I can see it, but I can't unsee it. That being said, I would love to see Bill Murray as Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, that could work. I mean, I don't think the new Superman uh, they're coming out with has a Lex Luthor in it. It's just Zod and that sort of thing. The Man of Steel, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. It's coming out, uh, I think, uh, December 2012, maybe this Christmas. I could be talking about my ass. I don't know. Okay. Can we can we go back to the movie? Yeah, back to... I think you always keep us on... Or not... 
This time you're really keeping us on track, Danny Glover. The way you do that, you truly are a lethal Thank weapon. You. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the main plot has to do with uh, Chinese uh, members of the Chinese triad, which is kind of like the Chinese mafia. They're trying to kill me. They're, yeah, not only are they trying to kill uh, Danny Glover's character, Murtaugh, but they're also uh, importing a lot of no, illegal No, I mean, I mean the triads. The triads. Oh, the triads. They're still trying to kill you for doing Lethal Weapon 4 because it's so disrespectful yeah. to the triads. That's, I, uh, I, I thought you still owed the money for all that heroin. I don't want to talk about it. So uh, Mr. Glover doesn't want to talk about heroin. He doesn't want to talk about his prostate issue. But he does want to talk about Lethal Weapon 4. Uh, there's a really nice uh, uh, character moment in this film where um, your character, Mr. Glover, Murtaugh, deals, has a relationship with a, a Chinese uh, immigrant family that was taken in the country as part of like a, an Asian slave trade. And he says... My fam- he says, uh, my family was slaves, and now your family is slaves, and I can keep you free by keeping you in my house illegally. Yes, that that's a, that accent's a bit derogatory. I would uh, appreciate it if you didn't try to do my line. Uh, my, my apologies, Mr. Clever. It's my right. apologies. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, th- that was an actor by the name of uh, Eddie Coe. He's been in so... Uh, Eddie Co. What Uncle Benny? Is that what you mean? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Uncle Benny. Uh, he was played by uh, Kim Chan. Uh, and his character's name was Benny Chan. Right. But uh, Eddie Co. was the the father with the mustache, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Watch. I've got a, uh, a a bit of a question about that. That, that you know, your your that your character was keeping this family in this house illegally, but since they were brought over apparently like as part of a slave trade, couldn't they be put into protective custody if they agreed to testify against the triads? Absolutely. Why didn't that not come up? I, I think the triads are so dangerous, and. Uh... That they, they're afraid they would have been killed had, had they squealed. You know, had, but also, they... but also, at sometimes it's as you notice in movies, it's hard to get the FBI to to act swiftly. So, so instead, you were willing to put your family at risk. Ah, see, but they weren't at risk because it's me and Mel Gibson, and we're the stars of the movie. Because that's oh, never stopped yeah. bad guys from driving cars in the side of your house or setting explosives in your toilet. But uh, see, see, again, again, my son Nick and Carrie, uh, they, my son Nick, my daughter Carrie Murtaugh, they, uh, they lived through all the movies. I never yeah. lost any members of my family. Just a lot of property damage, including your boat yeah. in the beginning. But again, I mean, uh, money... Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy things. Can those things make you happy? You know, as yes. uh, Weirdo Yankovic said in one of his songs, uh, this is the life, I believe. If money can't buy happiness, I guess I'll have to rent it. So. Well, I, w- I was renting the boat at the time. Sure, and... Uh, they, they didn't tell me they were going to rig it with explosives for the movie. <laughs> I see, they were getting the five-finger... Uh, Glover discount. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. 
I mean, tragic for you because you're both, but uh, good for the does a, budget. Does a lot of rental fraud get carried out in your name? Uh, no, no, but but it's surprising how much of that happens in Hollywood. <laughs> have, uh, Mr. Glover, have you ever thought of coming out with a series of uh, of gloves called Danny's Glovers? No, and I, I'd rather not talk about it. Or, or, I always thought it would be better if it was like a, a line of of, uh, of condoms, Danny's rubbers, <laughs> and you know I'm I'm getting too old for this dick, you know. Or Danny's lovers, yeah. Uh, the the puns are endless. <laughs> but uh, so I, I Danny, I don't tend to I don't tend to put my name on lots of uh, items. And and it has uh, Danny Glover's face on the tip of the condom. <laughs> Just I, a big I, open I, smile. Can we, can we get back to my movie? <laughs> sure. Uh, so what do you think Thrasher... You angry there. What, what do you think... Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think, Thrasher, about the plot in this film compared to the other ones where you have the device of the the Chinese immigrants or, you know, the slave trade thing we're talking about and the triads? But we, we've talked about, uh, you know, the other Lethal Weapon films that, that, yeah. that they, they do try to... The, the films have always in the least touched on important issues, whether it's, you know, apartheid or, or whatnot. Uh-huh. And I get, I suppose it really is only natural that, uh, that modern day, that, that you know, a big issue like modern day slavery would eventually become the, the focus of the film. It, at the same time, I, I do wish that the characters had more of a personal connection to, to this big thing going on. I mean, with, with the two main characters getting promoted, I would almost feel that it should be about some sort of corruption within the police department rather than bringing in some you know, international criminals. And what if the corrupt, the corrupt cop would have been the Chris Rock character? No, I like him too much. I don't want to see him go. I don't want to see him as a crooked character. Uh, and the Chris Rock character we should mention plays uh, officer butters who is, um, you know, secretly got, uh, one of Murtaugh's daughters, uh, pregnant. He is married to my daughter. Karen Murtaugh, who who's played by Ebony Smith. I believe it's the same actors uh, and actresses for the Murtaugh family movies, in yeah. all, and that's very unusual. And uh, even the house, you know, looks pretty similar. The house uh, of the Murtaughs is almost a character in these films. Because it got blown up. It, it did get blown up in this one. You're right, sir. I did my I did my own stunts. How I was wearing wires. They didn't paint uh, gently in blackface for some of the more hectic stunts, did they? No, no. I'm not sure. Where, I'm not sure where you're going with that, man. I, I was trying to make a a funny, but instead I made a racially awkward uh, no, comment. Uh, that wouldn't have been I'm the very, uh, the first. Time. I'm very offended. Uh, well, know, I fought uh, a predator once. You, you did. You fought predator and predator two. Now, were you in roots? I was I was not in Roots. Okay, I seem to think Roots two, perhaps the second no. miniseries. No, you're, why, you're why thinking because think? of because of the color purple. I'm thinking of color. You're right. I'm getting color purple confused. Just Roots had such both of the Roots miniseries had such, had such a uh, a wide uh, famous cast of uh, African American actors. Bar Burton, O.J. Simpson, one of whom is a murderer, but it's not the one you think. The the first first movie I was in was 1984's uh, Best Picture, uh, Places in the Heart. Mm. Really? I thought you were an inmate in Escape from Alcatraz first. No. 
Very good. Um, I was on Broadway at the time. Uh, and Hugo and Master, Harold, and the boys. So, so you don't remember anything about Choo Choo and the Philly Flash? I don't know what that means. It was a, it was an Alan Arkin and Carol Burnett movie that you were in. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. You, you played, you played Morgan. No clue. So, in Lethal Weapon Four, fellas. I was a little bit confused by the convoluted nature of you have a mystery about, you know, who, I guess who the bad guy, or you know who the bad guys are, but they can't legally do anything about it. it, it do you think it's a bit convoluted, the plot with the villain in this film? I mean, I like the uh, the, the triad stuff with Jet Li uh, much better than the plot with the, uh, the asshole with the mustache in uh, number three, the real estate dude. I think certainly Jet Li and, and the... Uh, and his gain or you know, are better villains in this film, but um, what do you think? Well, Jet, Jet Li is always a threatening presence, but I can't imagine this, you know, it's, it's, it's not really any more complicated than the elaborate diplomatic immunity scheme in uh, the second film. Right, with the, the South Africans. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, going back to Chris Rock for a second, the scene that... Uh, his character Officer Butters had with the Leo Getz, you know, played again by Joe Pesci, where they you know, talk about you know, how cell Pesci phones... almost wasn't in this movie. I know, he held out to the last second, isn't that right? But we, had been been. In, uh, we had been in a movie uh, the previous year called Gone Fishing. Gone Fishing, right. And uh, we, we brought him on to kind of balance uh, uh, Chris Christopher, uh, who was very funny, but had really only me and Mel Playoff of, and also you know uh, Joe Pesci had been in the uh, Lethal Weapon two and three as well, so it, it's nice to have him back. And they actually give the character something to do in this film, unlike in yeah. all the other films. He's a he's a PI now, uh, but he still is kind of crooked. Doesn't quite know what he's doing. He's perhaps a bit he, more. He actually improvised a lot of his dialogue. The the script was basically written uh, each day. We, we didn't know what was coming next. Did you enjoy his speech at the end, Thrasher, about his froggy? Uh, it's, it's, it's a decent moment, but, but I've, I've kind of reached my tolerance of, of Pesci shtick uh, by that point. I, I guess it seems weird, like, they, 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 they want to put him in this wait, movie. Wait. Oh, what do you mean him... shtick? That man is a national treasure. Oh, no, no, I, 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 res- I respect him, but I don't think he's well used in this film. Yeah, I mean, he's been, I mean, lately, if you want to talk, you know, about current stuff, he's been taking a break from acting for a while, just popping up here and there as cameos in films. I mean, he did not act in a film after Lethal Weapon 4 until he did a cameo in the Robert De Niro-directed film about the early history of the CIA titled The Good Shepherd. So, um... And, and he's, a, he's a great actor, and if you wanted to take time off, good on him. But you and realize... He's always good in the movies. Always good in the and, movies. And fun on set. And the motorcyclist agrees, too. Did you know that Joe Pesci's older than Danny Glover? He's four, Joe Pesci's 69, and uh, Mr. Glover, you're... Uh, well, I'm not going to say your age out of respect. Fair, fair enough. But if you can do math, 69 minus... Uh, I, was, I was born in July of 1946. Yep, so, uh, so do the but, math. But, 
but he may be older, but, I, but I'm taller. Oh, oh certainly. That, that's without a doubt. Um, Renee uh, Russo, they don't give her a whole bunch to do in this movie because uh, she's pregnant. But she was pretty. She very, I think she's prettier in this than like, Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah. She, uh, she's glowing. Yeah, she's got that glow. Uh, show enough, show enough. There is something thoroughly erotic about a pregnant woman. Um, I, I don't understand. They got a, a parasite inside of them. That's Just a, my, my, my cock is in awe of their fecundity. I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't listen to this kind of language. I was, I was told this was a clean podcast. Well, uh, you were mistaken. This podcast is dirtier than Chris Rock's uh, mouth after a, a night at the uh, Waffle House. This is this is a setup. Oh, Mr. Glover hung up on us. He hung up on us. Mr. Glover? Mr. Glover. If if I may, Matthew. Yeah. I'm Morgan Freeman. Hey Morgan Freeman, wow, two uh, two big time celebrities in one show. And while I did not appear in this movie, I will be Morgan to answer any questions you may have about its production. I see. I see indeed. Time is my good friend, Mr. Glover Returns. I remember when I first saw they were screening it in Shawshank Prison as we were filming the movie. Being in full costume on set, watching Rushes I'm heavily involved in the... Uh, that, that's good. That's well and good. We're talking about... I'm heavily weapons, involved so, uh, in the No, no. I am discussing my experience with the weapon. About that. Uh, can, Thrasher, can you come back on? we got to really talk about this, buddy. You are forgiven. we to talk about these films. I, I shall take my exactly. leave. I, I, in fact, know what I'm. You know, I, I was talking. So, yeah, is there a way to get Mr. Glover back? And uh, yeah, he said yeah. So let's add him on, and then we got to keep on going. Really, got to wrap this up, this tangent-filled episode, in about thirty minutes. So that means. Hey, oh, I tell you, you 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 got a crazy mixed-up show here. I'm sorry, lots, lots of people... Hey, yo, Jason! God, glad to have you on. Did you know we had Danny Glover on the show hey, earlier? And then he got angry and hung up. I, uh... I, I told a What'd joke about... about a well, the episode's a setup. An explosion, and uh, he didn't take it too well. What? Yeah. He's been... Okay, number one. He's been in so he many movies with explosions. Too. You know, he was in Predator too. I'm trying to remember. There, no, he did like he did a bunch of stunts, in that, and he does stunts in what movie are we on? Four. Well, Danny Glover looks. Oh, great number four, in yeah. Four. So yeah, he looks like he's the one aged, that he does all. He looks like he's aged less than Mel Gibson has. I know, right? Like, because again, yeah, in the first movie, he looks so much older. I don't know, maybe it's yeah, the mullet, the short, and like, because doesn't because uh, Mel Gibson is so. sort of his mullet in this movie. So, of course, he looks a little older. He's got a little more, like, crow's feet. And and Danny Glover, 
really doesn't change. He just gets a little more gray, but I think it all depends on how much makeup you put on him. Shoot, but no, I'm seriously mad that uh, if uh, see, I'm sorry I couldn't get here fast enough. Well, that's guys. fine. No, we'll have to. Um, I really would have liked we'll to work it out on, better on that next call. time. Can now, you, get him you back? Know, we need to finish the I'm show. Solid, I'm solid. Uh, Mr. Glover, I, I enjoyed your contribution, but we need to have more of a regu- regular show. I got an appointment I got to keep. I'm afraid. So. Huh. Okay. okay. Uh, where uh, so are you uh, at, Jason? Uh, uh, we kind of been bouncing around the plot, talking about the characters. But um, why don't we just talk about some particular scenes? I guess that we liked in this film. You, 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 you liked the. Uh, Running through Chinatown. I, I cannot believe well, you cut me off while I was well, trying I to have my closing line. I'm fired too off for this shit. Thank you. I don't have my impression of well. You're going to offend somebody. Okay. Riggs, I want Wait, you to no, put I, it in Let me your hear mouth. yours, Matt. Put it right now. That whole gun. Put that whole What? That, that is. Wait, seriously, <laughs> when did that ever. No, give me a real line from the movie. <laughs> in the first one, Mel Gibson tries to kill himself. That never happens. And, uh, you know, Murtaugh doesn't think that Riggs will do it. So he says, he says, you're, you're a crazy son of a bitch. You're a, you're a crazy Listen here. son of a bitch. No. See, I can't even do yeah, it. It's like, really tough. It's hard on the throat. You're yeah. uh, okay, no, that hurts my throat to do. Fuck can that. I try? You, <laughs> you like the Chinatown stuff in this no, one? No, come on. Okay. You like but the Chase in like, Chinatown? The one thing, like, again, there yeah. are some good action sequences. There are a lot of action sequences in Chinatown. The best parts of this movie are, like, things with them, like, on skyscrapers kind of running around. You know what actually reminded me of? Um, That's the one in China. I forget which of the rush hours. I want to say rush hour two. The one where, because uh, I'm thinking of the ones where, like, they're hanging off bamboo and stuff. Because you have the whole thing where, uh, what is it, Riggs goes over... And, yeah. uh, yeah. no, no, who, wait, wait, Murtaugh and goes Riggs over the roof, the right? I mean, and one thing this movie yeah, does and then, do, yeah, and similar holding, to oh, movies man. like uh, Rambo 4 and stuff, is it acknowledges, Again, like, um, that the actors, and therefore the characters, are getting older. And you have the scene where, uh, Murtaugh, or sorry, Riggs is, uh, having a boxing match. You know, with one of the younger police officers, and he gets the shit walloped out of him. And he says, I feel like I'm getting too old for the shit. And then they go, and they say, no, we're not too old for the shit. We're yes, not yes, too old yes. for this shit. Um, but I agree. What is it called? What, what's it called when somebody has a catchphrase? And, uh, That's a catchphrase. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm getting too old for this shit, of course. It's, like, it's associated with uh, uh, Glover. Um, yep. But it's it's associated with, of course, his character, um, uh, Roger Murtaugh. But he's also used it in other movies, and he's guested in other things where there's kind of been that connection. Like, I love the movie Maverick. Yeah, Maverick, I wish there was a sequel so I could talk about it. It's one of my, one of my favorite movies. And there's the whole point where, like, where uh, he shows up, uh, Glover shows up with uh, Mel Gibson as a, um, a bank hmm. robber. And they look well, at each that, other, and they have the, like, don't I know you? It's like, it's, it's funny. But there's other things where it's called, like, Murtog, the line, I'm getting too old for this shit. It's always been associated with Murtog. I'm betting you, though, that it's been... I think you're right. I, there has it to be a movie like a that had phrase, that, but, I mean, that this, came before. Elite the Weapon movies certainly made that, uh, that phrase extremely popular. 
probably. I'm trying to I've remember. Seen Did you Saw. Say that in Saw? I've seen Saw, but it's been a while. Uh, As he was getting his fingers cut off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, no, I, I agree. I think the action in this film is done a bit better. Um, you have some better fight choreography. Jet Li, of course, does good in his fights, but they're kind of held back. They're not as crazy fast as it would be in an Asian uh, kung fu movie. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I still think they borrowed from those movies. I think they definitely... I think Hollywood at that time was borrowing more of the technology because Jackie Chan had come over and showed everybody how to fucking do it. And then, and you had just these audiences was Rumble in the Bronx, which was a decidedly more low budget affair than Lethal Weapon 4. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, But I think special effects were, I think the stunts were changing at the time when they were saying, oh, yep. we can edit out the lines. Yep. We can get rid of the stuff that makes it look fake. And this was all, Lethal Weapon 4 ways, was also a year so before great. the Matrix. We don't have to do green screen. Uh, we can just edit it out with a computer. So, the Matrix? Which was a, you know... Oh, or yeah. what? I'm surprised we haven't talked about the Matrix. Oh, yeah. You can the greatest day. movie of all time, shut one up. Uh, Highlander? One day. What are you guys doing next? Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, but yes. Uh, but again, no swords in this movie. You have more shooting. No. And even then, you really don't have that much shooting. This feels like the like the yeah, less. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's count? less. The action can be intense, but it is more a lot of hand to hand combat than with the guns. And uh, I, I did like a chase scene where they go on the highway and they go into a truck where on the bed of the truck is like the a house under construction or something. And, and they got, I was going to say saran wrap, that's not it, but they got like oh, uh, yeah. thick plastic wrap all over the the side of it, so you think guys are going to fall off in the on the highway as they're going on these high speeds. It's a pretty exciting sequence, and it's certainly better than the climax of Lethal Weapon 3 yeah. that uh, had him fighting the bad guy in a burning um, housing development. Something that was a little bit similar. Um... Were you sad when the Murtaugh's uh, house uh, got no, that's blown a good up? Point. You think it's funny? I mean, no, that's hilarious. No, I okay. Again, nobody's hurt in this movie. None of the important people right. are ever shot. It's um, the eighteen rule. Bad guys can fall over. They can like you can see the ground being shot, but never ever will uh, Murtaugh and Riggs I mean, ever do- be will ever be in real danger. And I mean, in the and end of this one, you know, to have really like Gibson, See, yeah. dead, sort of, but then uh, Danny Glover has to go in and fish him out of the water. And, th- and, and, it, and that part's very similar to the second film, where uh, uh, yeah, talk saves the Glover kind of saves Gibson once again. Yeah. Well, he's kind of, I feel like he's the lifeline. I mean... You have Mel Gibson's character who is funny and stuff, and he kind of um, uh, he yeah. finds amusement in pranking but, Murtaugh, like like doing funny shtick. Yeah, and then of course Murtaugh winds but, up I mean, being the guy who saves him from suicide, is, from uh, the baddies. Is a more, uh, he's a more grown-up character in Lethal Weapon Four compared to the original. You know, he's not quite the loose cannon. He's not the titular Lethal Weapon anymore. 
and that that takes something away from the character. But on the yeah. other hand, I imagine, well, yeah, in age too. But I mean, I do like yeah, how the character has about eight. sort of had an arc over these movies, and it's not as deep as something you would get in a franchise like uh, I don't know, Silence of the Lambs or something. But they, they, the Lethal Weapon films have a lot more character moments. And things that, yeah. at, at least, it's a franchise that I like better than something we did recently in sequel cast uh, with the Die Hard series. Where, while Die Hard has really cool action sequences, I don't think the characters are as quite as good mm. as the Lethal Weapon films. Pound for pound. Um, and Die Hard 1 and 3, for my money, are, are a hell of a movie. But... But I think Lethal Weapon 4 can, has pretty consistent quality throughout mm-hmm. the franchise. Uh, it's my puppy yelping in the background. Uh, or she, she's eight months now. Starbuck the toy Labradoodle well, I... part toy poodle part Labrador. Oh. Freak of nature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Well done, Matt. Uh, yep. Well, uh, you know, here's here's a question. Does this movie... Is this movie the best way to end the franchise? Well, the... We can... It won't be the end if the studios have their way. No, come on. They're too old, and Mel Gibson's not exactly... Um, well, let me bring this up. Actually, some lethal weapon five. The movie? I don't. Know, I don't know. I don't know how to quantify that. Wait, did you guys talk to Danny Glover about Mel Gibson? Uh, no, we were, we were coots about that. Yeah. No, because the thing is, I'd really love to know if, like, because yeah, you gotta admit, like, they worked together so long. You would think they know. So. Well, they'd be good. They'd still be good friends, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like Mel Gibson needs some friends. He needs somebody that he like actually somebody who's of yeah. that level who can say to him, "Knock that well, shit I mean, out." So let me tell you the, the let's news go make the movie and you watch your goddamn point, you know, They were going to get the whole game back together, and director Richard Donner was going to do it. And because um, uh, there's a British film magazine called Empire. Have you read it before? It cost about like ten dollars a pop in the U.S. Uh, at the stands. Because it's an because it, it's an import yeah. magazine, really high quality paper, wow. and uh, really good articles. Not often, but I've read it. Um, but the latest issue that has a cover about Prometheus has a, a sidebar that they have a feature where they get Mel Gibson, a Danny Glover, and a Richard Donner back together to talk about the Lethal Weapon franchise. Uh, and in it, uh, they talked to Donner, and they said uh, his plan for Lethal Weapon Five would have been about them. They're retired. And uh, they're going out in the country in a motorhome together, and they stop to get gas, but Roger forgets to put the brakes on. So the motorhome rolls through a village, annihilating everything, and they get in serious trouble. It had a lot of heart, had a lot of family. I'm not joking, that's the direct quote from Richard Donner. Everyone <laughs> uh, everyone would have come back to do it, but that one never got off the ground. Uh, and So what do we think about that idea for a potential lethal weapon five? I think that sounds lame. That sounds like a Robin, a modern-day Robin Williams comedy. Like RV, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um, I'd give it a shot, but I'm not. Can't say I'm enthusiastic. Shane Black, who uh, wrote the first, was a writer in the first two Lethal Weapon films. He wrote kind of like a dark uh, Lethal Weapon Five, 
and he was going to direct it too because he directed a movie like Kiss Kiss Bane Bane and he's done some directing uh, stuff too and uh, that one didn't come off the ground because everyone wanted to do that one except for Mel Gibson and uh, but now with Mel Gibson's career I think if you dangled that in front of him he might take a bite at it have another hit but the current thing is the rumor is they want to reboot Lethal Weapon but that's just sort of in the screenplay stage right now as I understand it so that's the status of a potential Lethal Weapon 5 or Lethal Weapon remake or whatever and uh it was isn't Rush Hour already kind of a Lethal Weapon remake in a way more comedic, but sort of. I mean, it, it has no everything yeah. you'd expect. It has the cop. Yeah. I mean, any cop, any cop, any buddy cop movie. I'm still pissed at that automatic cop four never got off the ground. But Eddie Murphy's trying to make that into uh, a TV series. Uh, you know, I hate to say it. Unless Eddie Murphy does something amazing, he's been in the gone. Next he's been Dreamgirls. Years, he was really he's, good he's in Dreamgirls. He's I mean, quite good. He has to do but, something original and thought provoking. No, like, exactly. He's been gone for over a decade. That's non- great. What has he done since? Uh, Jesus, nonstop children films. Uh, Meet Dave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Meet Dave. No, and a thousand words has a zero percent. Right. And it was I mean, also, that's crazy. It but was like Eddie Murphy is so fucking talented. It was supposed talented. to be released in two thousand eight. Uh, it's really a shame. But back to Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 4. Uh, no, it's getting about time that we should kind of give our, our thoughts on each. Uh, we'll do a round robin and uh, give five star rate, er, give uh, one out of five star ratings or whatever to all the Lethal Weapon movies and then give our thoughts on the franchise as a whole and play our pitch a sequel game and what you're watching. So um, I'll begin. Lethal Weapon 1, I think, it, even though it's a little bit shaggy as far as pacing goes, is a uh, one of my favorite action movies. I it's it's just about perfect. I almost never do this, but I'm going to give Lethal Weapon one five out of five stars. Uh, Thrasher. Yeah, I I give I give Lethal Weapon uh, Lethal Weapon the original four stars just because there's it's it is a it is a really good movie and, and yet I. Th- it's the, the sad thing is my chronocentricity is kind of getting the better of me. And I, I find that it is a, a wee bit dated. Uh, it's five stars if I can kind of keep myself out of the present day. As far as the series go, though, I'm only going to give the series a three. It's It's been, as much as I like these characters, I don't like the, the movies they keep finding the themselves end. in. It's um, a lot of diminishing returns. Yeah, all right. Uh, Jason. Jason, Jason weapon one. Now that I've rated it, I cannot unrate it. Any thoughts? Lethal Weapon 1, uh, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Uh, it's a good classic movie. Uh, again, Danny Glover is fantastic in it. I'm still kind of pissed you guys frightened him off. Um, yeah, and it really, you know what though? And it was also kind of Mel Gibson's first foray into playing Yeah, like although his Australian accent American pops American. out from time to time. Especially in the early ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, but still, I... Very true. But he uh-huh. definitely, I think there's something just... Uh, when he goes when he goes like crazy and kind of like, ah, I'm crazy. I see. It, it's uh, a little overacting, which is why I have to give four out of two, five, not five. I, I, I like some stuff about it, but I think it's also 
pretty uneven. I don't think the bad guys are as good as like Gary Busey in the first one. Uh, so I would give Lethal Weapon two, um, like three and a half out of five stars. Thrasher, yeah, three and a half. Thrasher. Three and a half. Uh, yeah, I'll 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 echo your three and a half. I, I like seeing the characters back again, but I'm I'm not thrilled about where they are and the whole South Africans killing the wife Jason. is very tacked on. Uh what do you think of Lethal Weapon two? Yeah. What? Nope. Oh Lethal Weapon two. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought we were still on one. Uh Lethal Weapon two eh it's not my favorite. Um I'll give it. I'll I'll give it. Okay. Damn. So uh, Lethal start. Weapon Three. I'll give it a, uh, is my a three, least favorite a in the series. I think it's pretty uninspired. Um, a bit, a bit corny, even for a Lethal Weapon movie. I give it two out of five stars. Thrasher. Uh, you know what? I I gotta agree there. Um, it's not a. It wasn't super original. I mean, it felt like they were. I don't say retreading, but it yeah. has that kind of like oh. I like the scene so in the third one with him and Rene Russo one. where they're comparing scars. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, isn't that isn't that good? Yeah. Again, Rene Russo. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I gotta add. Okay, I gotta add points for Rene Russo. Um, I'll go three point five. Well, okay, very good. Uh, uh, three and one quarter. I would give. Um, I'd give it four out of five stars. I think it's surprisingly good for a sequel. Has really good pacing. Chris Rock is very, very. Yeah, six years after. But I think despite Especially all that, hours, it just uh, beat the odds. Six and years be after, than, right? Uh, people would suspect. Um, so I give it four out of five stars. Thrasher. Um, Jason. Just for Chris Rock and Jet Li, I'll give it four. I don't like the comedy as much, but okay. I do like the action scenes, and I do uh, like Jet Li. And I'll overall, give it a four. Thrasher, you said earlier you'd give overall the franchise, what, three stars? Yeah, the, the other... The, just mm-hmm. the, Each sequel seems just a bit more tacked on than the last, and it I would just, say overall it's it just drags three and the body down franchise, to a which is a pretty good like. average, on, at least on my record. Um, they're pretty good. They held up better than I thought. They don't... Uh, parts of them don't feel that dated. Uh, they're funny, and they got action. It's, uh... You manage just to blend action and comedy, kind of leaning more on the action side, uh, pretty well. So, and give the franchise as a whole three and a half out of five stars. Jason, what's your overall rating for the Lethal Weapon Quadrilogy? As a series, yes. As a movie. As a series. Comparable to other mm-hmm. sequel pretty hard. franchises. Uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give it a three. It's not my favorite of all sequels. But I do happen I to like Mel Gibson and Danny um, Glover. Together. Together. So we're going to do our pitch a sequel game where we pretend there's a Lethal Weapon 5, and, uh, or even pretend it's a reboot or whatever, and uh, we get to pitch our ideas for a, a Lethal Weapon sequel. Um, I'll begin. 
So if I was doing Lethal Weapon 5, considering the ages of, you know, Danny Glover and Joe Pesci are almost 70, and uh, Mel Gibson is in his 60s, I think, I would have it take place yeah. with um, the very beginning of the movie. Uh, Murtaugh and Riggs are in the same nursing home, and uh, a helicopter flies by the nursing home, and a sniper in the helicopter assassinates them both. But they're but they're but they're children. Their children take the reign well, of the father awful. and are enlisted or conscripted into the police force. And yes, it is. Butters, oh, wait, you've already got you've already got uh, butters. butters. You've already yeah. not butters. Uh, butter <laughs> is butters. Okay. Do a hamburger. He's a captain. Detectively and, Butters um, is now a captain. What are we talking? Carrie. And yes. then what's her face? Um, uh, the daughter, Carrie. The wife. Ooh, what about the wife? Is, what about the wife? Um, she doesn't. Uh, get, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't get assassinated, but she walks in to see the bloody old ringing bodies of Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, and she weeps. She weeps, and as she weeps, she gets assassinated <laughs> as well. Gotta... The sniper waits in the wings to get them all. Um, but so it, it, you do Lethal Weapon with their kids is my pitch for Lethal Weapon 5. Um, Thrasher, what's your pitch? Okay, my pitch, uh, uh, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson are relegated to cameos because my sequel is a spinoff where, uh, where Butters has left the police department and now uh, Chris Rock and Joe Pesci are Zany what partners in a detective gets, agency that they founded. <laughs> uh, 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 but, butters, butters and gets, and there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy about them like trying to figure out the name. In fact, there's some shtick it's, where they're it, constantly it, it, like, rearranging uh, okay, the letters okay, okay, on their, their it's, pebble it's, it's glass and butters. Tool. That's what it's going to be called. Uh, okay. And, okay. Uh, and at some point, a dame who's nothing but trouble comes into their office. There's a double cross, and uh, there's some sort of message about freeing Tibet, and everybody goes home. Uh, they get the girl. Is there a, sh- uh, is there a scene in the there where Chris Rock and Joe Pesci the ending, are having a, a threesome with the chick, but Chris Rock doesn't notice it's a threesome because Joe Pesci is too short? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Sure, uh, why not? Jason, what's your pitch for Lethal Weapon 5? Uh, okay, Go mine's ahead. called uh, Lethal Weapon 5, uh, Too Old for This Shit. Um, and they're very old, and uh, they're walking into places, and those places blow up right before they walk into them. <laughs> so it's no back. action scenes, uh, just spontaneous explosions. No, 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 seriously. Every single place. Yeah, because I think they're too old to have wires. Um, like I, I think I don't know. I don't know. Mel Gibson on wires, maybe. Um, I still feel like Mel Gibson would be mm. the perfect. Uh, he should be in the Ender's Game movie. Mm. He should play the. He should play the commander who kind of like befriends or not befriends, but Ender Wiggins kind of mentor the guy who brings him onto the station. Um, but uh, but man, let's see, yeah. Because the idea is that you're going to bring these people back. Don't bring Joe Pesci back, or so is there just, a like, scene where Joe Pesci the way out, goes to a subway, up, the hey, subway explodes, but, uh, and Joe Pesci <laughs> catches a perfectly toasted sub in his hands? 
the second movie where he says they fuck you in Wait, the drive through because of the second movie No, we'd get a different sponsor. We'd like do like Taco Johns. We'd have him insulting oh, Taco yeah, Johns. Very good. No, no, he goes no, to Quizno, the competitor Quizno, sub uh, franchise. You know they don't have Quiznos Toasty, in the West yeah. Coast very much, or at least not in Portland, Oregon. Uh, that's they have real food. Wait, no. Now people know where you are. But you know Matt. we do. Have Quiznos will never we sponsor have, us. Uh, a sequel cast is in it. <laughs> no, uh, but <laughs> sequel cast. As an Amazon is it legal Zoom? affiliate, and if you go to the website sequelcast.com, we have a link to Amazon.com. If you click on there, before the next time you do your Amazon shopping, uh, we get a, uh, a percentage off of that, and it helps the show out because uh, it's not free to do a podcast, believe it or not. It's not terribly expensive, but it's not free. There's also a donate button to donate via PayPal, and another one of our sponsors is Stitcher Smart Radio. Listen to uh, the Sequelcast or any number of fine podcasts on the go. With the Stitcher, it's a str- it's an app that lets you stream shows on your smartphone or on your desktop oh. computer or laptop computer. Oh wait, wait, yes. wait, wait, wait! I I think I got it. Oh my god, why didn't yep. this come to me sooner? Okay, the Lethal Weapon Five movie is against um is against huh. people mistaken for terrorists. Zany happenstance and no, 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 not zany happenstance. Okay, like there is a there is a cell that uh, Riggs and Martog kind of uh, like as their positions captain. So it's more of them like throwing. I don't want to say throwing, uh, uh, designating like these big groups of cops to go out on the street and do things, but they're also being then. Um, uh, targeted themselves, but it's almost like I almost want to say like they're kind of the controllers of the police force as it, and they're also having to deal with a maybe a corrupt military guy who comes in that wanted to do martial law, maybe played by Bruce Willis, but they basically have to um, either solve this or get the person who is uh, basically about to be. Um, shipped off to Guantanamo, they need to prove his innocence. Maybe he's, uh, maybe it's Chris Rock, but um, but they have to prove that guy's innocence. So they're also sending out like teams to try and track down not a dirty bomb, but like actual. Um, uh, I, I don't want to use the word. Um, uh, not not Iraqi or Palestinians or or anything like that. Just like automatic. No, no, no. It's automatically Arabian characters. Middle Eastern types, um, who themselves are probably probably maybe one or two speaks with flawless English accents. Um, just just something about it makes me think that that could happen on the West Coast. Kind of a uh, clear, not clear and present danger. Um, what's the one with Ben Affleck fears? and uh, Morgan Freeman? Yeah, yeah. Some of all fears, but with the uh, cast right. of Lethal Weapon. I don't know if you can make it as funny. As the other movies, Pretty cool. But I, I feel like if they were going to make that movie, that would be the target. Right, right. It would be. It wouldn't be. Because uh, again, yeah. you just dated Asians. I think this one go after. Um, yeah. It's still, Russians are always safe. It's not uh, safe anymore. But you could either do that or Russians, because Russians is safe. Well, but before I, we wrap I, this I up, like let's I play the like "What You're be, Watching" be uh, Middle Eastern type segment, <laughs> where uh, we just talk about either it's a book or a movie or a video game, it's something that we've played or, or watched that we've enjoyed in the past week. Um, I'll begin. This past week, 
I got I've been sitting down because uh, we're doing Highlander upcoming on sequel cast. I'm catching some episodes of the Highlander TV series. And the Highlander TV series, uh, just the Highlander series, not the spinoff, the Raven. Oh yeah, I think, right with the woman. Well, I, I'm watching it on Hulu Plus. On Hulu Plus, oh, not the Raven. They have uh, all of the uh, seasons of Highlander on there. I'm not sure if you can watch that for free on just the free the regular Hulu.com or not. But um, Netflix Watch Instantly, if you want to watch the movies with us, uh, does have Highlander three, Highlander four, Endgame, and Highlander the animated series. Um, which is a real piece of shit. But uh, anyway, I, I've, en- I've enjoyed just watching the pilot episode of the Highlander TV series. <laughs> I never saw it as a kid. But uh, any friend of mine... Did you? Yeah. Cool. We'll definitely I used to have watch a Highlander spinoff episode to talk about yep. all that, because there's a hell of a lot of it. Um, Thrasher, what's something you've enjoyed the past week? Uh, actually, I, I have enjoyed uh, re-beating Mass Effect, uh, the original Mass Effect, with my evil character. Uh, beating Mass Effect 2 with my good character, so I can jump immediately into Mass Effect 3, okay, and jump with my evil Mass character Effect from Mass Effect into my Mass Effect 2. Beat, she beat it within a week. Uh, but, um, yeah. I, uh, I don't know, I think overall oh, wow. so far, I think the first Mass Effect had a better story. Than the second one, I, I really liked having the villain in there as Saren. Um. Yeah, it was nice having a defined villain with a personality. But I, I'm, I'm. This is a great trilogy. I hope they stop and never do another Mass Effect game. At least not another RPG. I could go for a strategy game. But you know the. Now gaming now has its foundation trilogy. And Asimov did if you more make than it a trilogy with more than three parts, it's only going to go wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, he did three. He did three that aren't huh. so good. Then he did one that's okay and one yep. that's brilliant. Uh, my dad has <laughs> haven't read the entire before. series. Uh, I can say that with some Jason. What's something you've enjoyed this past week? Oh, I saw that too. Come to think of it. I really enjoyed the Hunger did Games. You, did you read the book? Okay. It was. Oh yeah. No, uh, it was I, pretty I good. I mean, it wasn't. Once you pick it up, you can't. Yes, put it I did. Down. I read it in five I, hours. I saw that movie. Did you see it, Thrasher? Okay. Um, we we want to not uh, spoil it too much. Uh, no, it no, just no, came no. out, and we have uh, a lot of international listeners here on the sequel cast. Uh, but um, I want to say I saw it without reading the book, and I was a bit confused by some of the uh, uh, the politics in the movie. I think. Um, I mean, there's that little bit but of it's thing like in there, one like minute. In the I would have like, talks about why the districts are split up, but you don't know. Right. Like, but um, you don't know anything I about like more than a minute. You know nothing about. Like, I didn't understand why they needed so many sponsors and why that was a big deal. They could have used a bit more world building, I think, before. Uh, well, one of the things that I think they yeah. missed, and I, I right. It's one of the things Hunger that's Games. so important about the book the movie. is food. Oh, it's because everyone's it's hungry. It's the Hunger Games. Food is a because everybody else is going hungry. Yeah. Basically, um, once they're once they're given like once a winner from their district wins, that person's given a beautiful house, given all the food they can eat and such. And the whole point of the like when they first come to the district, right. when they're on the train, they see all this food and they eat to excess. 
because kids have never seen this much food. And there's none of that. There's none of that picking out. There's none of the connections that are made with food. There are so many different connections that are made with food because food is so important to all the other districts. Uh, Rue comes from the breadbasket of um, uh, 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 yeah, her district. Uh, I thought that Woody was Harrelson district, was pretty good uh, in it. I like Donald eight? Sutherland, too. Um, Oh, Donald Sutherland was good. Uh, I liked. Um, yeah, no, he's fun too. Did you think the actor uh, that plays no, no, Pita no, no. Uh, um, looks a little bit like a young version of that actor from Firefly? And no, yes, I think it looks like. I think it looks Summer a bit Brown. like Alan Tudyk. What Alan Tudyk? No, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, maybe it's no. just the hair, the spiky. Uh, no, diddly wrong. Walker. What man? Um, what's her face? Not our cat. Who's the, the chick who plays um, Effie? With the wig? Yeah, I don't know. She's scary. Uh, the pink-haired. No, she was really great in it, but there's stuff that you miss about our character. There's also stuff you miss about... Uh, right, and Hunger uh, Games is a two-and-a-half-hour um, movie, to about, his credit. Uh, I don't think Woody it felt like two-and-a-half hours, but watching it, I could not stop thinking of a, a Japanese movie I enjoyed very much back in high school called Battle Royale. Um that has a similar a similar very similar uh, premise about uh, high school students having to kill each other until there is only one and speaking of uh, there is only one we're going to be talking about Highlander the next uh, month and a half or so here on sequel cast yeah there can only be one and uh, to, to no to, to let you know what Highlander movies are doing you know we're doing Highlander you Highlander Q the quickening Highlander 3 Highlander Endgame, the uh, made-for-TV sequel. Um, it's kind of a spinoff of the TV show, Highlander the Source. And we'll have a, a sixth Highlander episode, because the five isn't enough, uh, about Highlander spinoffs like the TV show, like the cartoon, uh, like the anime. Uh, Highlander, what is it, like Search for Vengeance or something that came out at one point. Um, so a lot of Highlander stuff. Um uh, yeah, so uh, Facebook page, uh, facebook.com, uh, just look up SequelCast, SequelCast.com, uh, that's being getting a very major, major redesign. Uh, yeah, boy howdy, has like a new section, it's going to yeah. have reviews sections, um, should have a one-stop shopping. Shucky dang darn. Yeah, because I, I think it's, it's cool, because then yeah, some of the fans can actually... Uh, and I have it uh, set so I have back to all us. the comments. That's what they like. Because it's been some spam so far, even though it just relaunched. It's not difficult to remove spam. Wow, just, you're not going to have any time, flush man. It out, but yeah. So. Man, you're, you're, yeah, I, I, I take my hat off to you, sir. Um, that's, okay. so, uh, that's an undertaking. Which is a terrible Twice way to heat. burn a candle when you think yeah. about it. Yeah, you're going to get wax everywhere. <laughs> and they don't make candle holders that work like that. Oh, yeah, they I do, see. actually. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it holds it in the so, middle. until next time for the sequel but cast. But it still gets wax that. everywhere. And Jason. Thrasher. Saying, we're getting too old oh, for this possibly shit. Danny Glow. One, two, three. What? Okay. Oh. Two, three. We're we we've been too old for quite some time. 
that that never uh, stops. We're getting too old for this shit. shit. Always falls flat. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no. We should do it with the Stooges. We're getting too old for this shit. Roll for this shit. You know what we're doing after Lethal Weapon, Jason? No. Highlander. Oh, that's good because they're talking about uh, updating. They're rebooting uh, remake, the series. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yep. They're talking about rebooting it. They're going to start it with Zeist. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They'd have to have Christoph. They're going to uh, try and make it less campy? Uh, yeah, that's have Christopher Lamb. Christopher Lambert has to do a cameo, I'd imagine. Uh, you would think, but he's going, but he's like blind now. Yeah, his vision's always been very poor. And uh, Okay, well, let me start the show. It'd be cool if he showed up as the father, or as another Highlander. In the, what if he showed, what if he played the Sean Connery part? No, because he's blind. Well. <laughs> so if blind people can't act? It's hard to swing a sword when you're blind. You know, I, I did see him in Ghost Rider 2, and, um... He did not do. He was supposed to be in a is fight he, scene. In that? Yeah, he has a small part as, wow. a, as a monk with tattoos all over him and a shaved head. But uh, and there's a scene where it's a fight scene, but it's shot in all close-ups, so like you can't tell what he's doing. Maybe that's because cool. to compensate for his eyesight. I don't know. Okay, this crazy exchange we're having right now, we have to yeah, put it to in the episode it. at the very end of this episode. I yeah. guess it could be. A-